0: Get some of your phone calls this morning on a Friday. It's now 810 live and local. I'm Greg Bishop and I'm uh, not gonna lie uh, Fridays are about the time that I uh, I'm ready to just hang my stuff up and just be done for the weekend. I work uh, pretty heavy hours uh, so the weekends are mine. I don't know what to expect throughout the day today. Uh, we still got some things that could pop, like, say, a temporary restraining order ruling out of White County, where Thomas DeVore argued that case, his uh, his legal team arguing that case Wednesday in White County on behalf of nearly 1,700 plaintiffs in that challenge of Illinois' gun law. So is that something that could happen today? I don't know. It was last week, about 445 friday when you had the temporary restraining order drop in the effingham county case so uh that could possibly happen today you've got the paul pelosi video the, the the body cam video that could be published today so we'll be watching out for that uh you've also got the story of uh some police beating up a uh individual and the body cam footage being found on on that uh so obviously some uh some national stories getting a lot of attention and just also, the, the, we have barely touched on this this week. Uh, the, the classified documents that are being found all over the place. There might be some classified documents here. I don't. Let me let me make sure that these things I printed out today don't have classifications on them. But I mean, it, it's getting kind of out of hand. What in the world? Uh, the fact that you got the vice president being found with classified documents. The former vice president Mike Pence. He's from Central Casting. And he's being found with these documents uh, after he said, Oh, I I would never take home classified documents. Well, Mr. Vice President, it looks like um, there were some classified documents. Uh, So you can sound off on that. Uh, So many other things to get to this morning. Uh, Of course... Typically, we do Hero of the Week in this segment as well, where you can take time to highlight who you think's gone above and beyond to help out the community. It's a great way to end the week, so if you've got a good hero vote, you can throw that out there as well. But really, a hodgepodge of things for you to sound off on. Good morning. You're on WMAY.
1: Morning, Greg. Can you hear me okay? I can. Okay. I'm using my uh, my iPod. So, or I'm sorry, my AirPods. Anyway... I just wanted to say, we've got a uh, huge problem today. It's greed, government, and corporation. We have this vicious revolving door of government and corporation. You've got, well, from my side of things, I'm heavy into the stock market. And you've got regulatory authorities such as the SEC who turn around and take jobs with the different Wall Street firms. You've right. got people... In Congress, the uh, the uh, committee on uh, you know that watches over the banking sector they revolve right back around and they work for
0: them. Well, it's the same thing too with the pharmaceutical industry, where you've got regulators that then go and work for the pharmaceutical industry in high ranking positions. Begs the question about conflicts of interest. Begs the question about a whole host of things that could be nefarious. Yeah,
1: and that that whole George Walker thing is just it just blows my mind. You know, I've watched that video over and over and over again, trying to not discredit, uh, Mr. O'Keefe, but I always like to try to find another way to look at it. And, for,
0: for people who aren't familiar with what you're talking about, and I only have seen uh, a few things about this, Project Veritas has a new uh, undercover video, and then also the reaction of uh, them approaching the the subject and uh, essentially being locked in a restaurant. And uh, it, For people who aren't familiar with it, give us your understanding. This is a, a Pfizer executive that they caught? What was going on there? So, yeah, he's a
1: Pfizer executive. They say he's uh, two reports removed from the actual CEO uh borla of pfizer so he's pretty high up the chain and he was honeypotted into going out on a date which he thought was a date but he was recorded and asked a series of you know well thought out questions by the uh, undercover project veritas journalist and in that he basically admitted to gain a function uh that pfizer is actually considering or in the process of in order to create more vaccines and keep selling them to people. At one point he said that COVID itself and the fact that they will be able to make these new vaccines as a cash cow for Pfizer. He said that they, when when the undercover journalist asked if this would gain a function, he said, well, no, we don't tell the public that. What we call it is uh, directed evolution. So, It it, it just goes on and on, and all your listeners need to... Go out on the. It, you go on Twitter. I'm yeah.
0: sure it's on YouTube. Yeah, and I, I, I pulled it up on Twitter just to kind of show where people can find it. Of course, uh, Project Veritas on Twitter being restored by uh, <laughs> Elon Musk, as was uh, James O'Keefe restored on Twitter by Elon Musk. Uh, but it's a fascinating story, and uh, what's interesting too is uh, what I have seen of this is that uh, the the subject there uh, that's uh, being recorded undercover uh, when he was confronted by James O'Keefe. He freaked out and he's like, what is this? Is this real life? He then started saying that he was just lying to impress a date. That's he came out right up front saying that, you know, without hesitation, saying that he calling himself a liar, saying that he was it was all hyperbole. It was all over the top. I was lying to try to impress a date. And then things got physical. Then you know, uh, iPads started being slapped out of hands. Uh, you had uh, James O'Keefe's security trying to keep him secure. For some reason, the restaurant they were in locked the doors, and James O'Keefe's like, please let us out. So it, it got pretty tenuous uh, and, and rather fascinating, but that's something that people could check out. I appreciate you bringing that to our attention, and um, I'm sure people not seeing this on corporate media, they have to go to some of those alternative channels to find all of this.
1: Well, hey, I'll tell you real quick before I let you go, Greg. If I'm out on a date and I'm lying, I'm lying about my Porsche that's in the shop. I'm lying about going to the gym every day. You know, (laughs) things like that. You're not going to lie about destroying humanity.
0: Well, yeah, it's uh, it's bizarre to think that that would be something people are willing to lie about. I appreciate the call. Springfield's Morning News, it is WMAY. You can call in live and local at 217-629-7970. We'll get more coming up here on WMAY and revisit some of the other headlines that we've been covering all morning long. So stay tuned. It's right here with Springfield. Uh, it's not quite the Pelosi video we were thinking of getting later on today, but apparently somebody on Twitter says that Paul Pelosi's DUI body cam footage released. They say they tried to hide this since May 2022. Uh, taking a look at that on Twitter. But um, expecting to get other body cam footage, uh, including of the um, uh, police showing up uh, to, the, to the call of an attack on Paul Pelosi, the former Speaker of the U.S. House's husband, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, so we'll see if we get that uh, out at some point. Uh, it is Springfield's Morning News. You can always call in live and local at 217-629-7970. That's the phone number here. And, uh, of course, we've touched on all kinds of things today. We started off by uh, getting uh, out there the the fact that the Illinois State Police have moved to uh consolidate several federal cases into one and uh, that that was expected there was going to be some kind of consolidation but um, the fact that they took a uh, county, level case that was issued in state court, moved it out of state court into federal court, and then said, hey, since this was the first case filed, we're going to consolidate everything into this case. People already raising to me questions about, number one, the federal judge who's going to oversee this being an Obama appointee in the Southern District of Illinois, and then number two, the lead counsel in the Crawford County case that moved from state court to federal court, people being suspect of that individual as the lead attorney in this. So we'll be watching that closely to see what happens with the gun. Gun ban and the state police looking to consolidate that. But we also talked about uh, how the uh, McHenry County State's Attorney is now the first state's attorney to file a lawsuit against the gun ban. They've got a temporary restraining order motion that they expect to have heard on Monday. So we'll be monitoring that and get you the latest. So a lot of moving pieces there. Uh, so uh, that's just some of what we talked about, including some sheriffs reaffirming that they are not going to enforce the gun ban. State Representative Adam Nehmer had those sheriffs with him. We may revisit some of that audio a bit later on as well. Good morning. You're on WMAY. What's up?
1: Hey, Greg. I'm going to change the subject a little bit. That's fine. Um, The person that was uh, beaten in Memphis uh, by police and died, um, do we know, maybe I've missed it, but What was the reason for the original police encounter with him?
0: Yeah, and and I I really haven't been following that story. I think that's uh, Tyree Nichols is who you're talking about Um, and uh, the law enforcement that are under a big magnifying scope uh, here, rightfully so because anytime somebody uh, is either uh, maimed or loses their life at the hands of law enforcement we have to scrutinize that thoroughly. Uh, So I don't know exactly what the rationale was for the traffic stop. I've seen some speculation that uh, even the chief uh, is saying that uh, they don't really know what the the rationale was for the traffic stop, but yeah, people uh, obviously watching that uh, that case very close.
1: Well, apparently they're going to release it, I think, on YouTube at six central. Wow. Um, they want to wait till all the kids are home out of school. Obviously, it's a Friday. Um, but you know, yeah,
0: it could get, it could get very um explosive. Let's just put it that yeah. way, right?
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I just just don't know if I missed
0: it or not. (laughs) Yeah. I appreciate the call. Uh, 217-629-7970 is the phone number. Good morning. You're on WMAY. Thanks for your patience. You're on the air. Good morning.
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah. that's you. Go ahead. Um, I have a question for you. Uh, I was listening
1: to the federal debate and two things I didn't hear? Um, I was wondering why they didn't. Talk about some of the crimes, violent crimes that happened in Harvard Park. I didn't hear anything about crimes. I I live in the Harvard Park neighborhood and uh, on sixty seventh street there was a shooting and it had I believe was a gang indicator. I am having some
0: problem hearing you, and if I'm having problems hearing you, likely people listening are having a problem hearing you. But I think what I heard was you say you listened to the mayoral debates here in Springfield and you did not hear the issue of crime discussed to the level that you wanted to hear. Is that correct? Yeah. That is correct. Okay. Uh yeah, and listen, this that was just the first of what I expect to be several mayoral debates between incumbent Jim Langfelder and the challenger, Misty Busher. Uh and likely crime is gonna be a focal point because you're right, there have been instances of some crimes downtown. Yeah, they may not have been during normal business hours, but anytime somebody opens fire in a downtown area. That's uh, that's a problem. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, the issue of crime, uh, we heard a lot about uh, you know, sh- pop up street parties or block parties that were happening last summer and the summer before last uh, and how they are going to get control of that. Uh, you've got a whole host of concerns, obviously, as any municipality has to deal with, especially a municipality the size of Springfield. So that's going to be an ongoing conversation. No question as to uh, The debate between those two individuals looking to be the next mayor of the city of Springfield. Appreciate the calls. We'll get more of them, 217-629-7970 is the phone number. Coming up now on 830. Got another half hour left, so let's get your calls and finish strong. Uh, Right now, though, let's get a headline check here on WMAY. And we're back with Springfield's Morning News, where you can always chime in live and local. Finishing up the rest of this hour with your phone calls and just an overview of all the things we've talked about so far this morning. One of them being that uh, the state is seeking to consolidate federal lawsuits against the state's gun ban as a new lawsuit filed in state court from a state's attorney's office against the gun and magazine ban. Uh, This, of course, is after you've got just uh, dozens of sheriffs across the state saying they're not going to enforce it. And you also had sheriffs reaffirm their position, saying they're not going to enforce unconstitutional laws as they see it. Uh, And they say that the gun ban is unconstitutional. Constitutional. We may hear some of that coming up, of course, but it all depends on how many phone calls we get, where you can call in live and local at 217-629-7970. Good morning. You're up. What's up?
1: Hey, uh, I heard this from my brother the other day, and I'm not on the Internet, but he said that uh, in Champaign County, Pritzker's family is supposed to be building a private 10 gun uh, 10 lane uh, gun range have you heard that
0: well what I've heard is that in Wisconsin uh, a a site has been given approval for a gun range and there might be some kind of association with the Pritzker family in that I haven't heard anything about it in Champaign County but uh, I, I honestly I mean I haven't really delved into that story too much okay well I figured I'd ask you Sure, sure. And I've seen it reported out of, I think, the the Kenosha news outlets uh, have that story. I had it pulled up earlier this week. But listen, I mean, I'm just there's only so much of the gun story I can track. And what I've been doing is tracking the latest litigation. And the latest litigation is you've got three lawsuits in federal court with a fourth that was moved from state court to federal court. And the state police looking to consolidate three of the existing federal cases into this fourth newly minted federal case that comes from state court and state police looking to consolidate that. But, you know, I think it's important uh, we re just a little snippet of the Illinois State Rifle Association's uh, Richard Pearson uh, sharing with us yesterday the importance of getting a restraining order against the gun ban before Illinois State Police opened up the window to start registration of guns, which is going to be October 1st. Here's Richard Pearson talking about the importance of uh, getting that restraining order. And uh, we'll get to that. Of course, I uh, got to do this, that, and the other, and log back into this account. That's awesome. Uh, got to love it. So uh, here is uh, Richard Pearson from the State Rifle Association who talked with us yesterday about this.
1: So, we had a temporary restraining order, and that stops everything and gives us time to argue for a permanent restraining order. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of legal maneuvering uh, in that time after that is done.
0: So he, uh, he wants to make sure that there is a temporary restraining order statewide so that individual Second Amendment rights, as he says, are not trampled upon any further. Uh, so will that happen before October 1st with all of these various cases and the movements and, and how, you know, is it going to be consolidated? Are we going to have temporary restraining orders issued county by county until all of a sudden there's a consolidation on the statewide cases? Uh, so a lot of movement there, but um, uh, with the McHenry County uh, State's Attorney's Office filing a lawsuit, I, I did chat with the assistant state's attorney in McHenry County, uh, and he had to share with us about uh, how, why they're filing this case. Uh, and he uh, he laid it out. This is uh, 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 Todd Owens from the McHenry County State's Attorney's Office.
2: Well, we believe that the law is blatantly and facially unconstitutional, uh, being compelled essentially to... Um, Participate in the um, uh, prosecution of an, of an offense or an offense that we believe is unconstitutional puts us in an ethical quandary. Um, essentially, having to enforce a law that we don't believe is square with the Second Amendment.
0: So, again, uh- state's attorney the first that i'm aware of filing a lawsuit against the gun ban uh will other state's attorneys follow suit and file lawsuits we'll see if that happens but uh it's uh, obviously a, a moving target uh no pun intended uh when it comes to these various lawsuits so i've been tra- tracking all of these lawsuits watching where they're going my count now i think there's eight let's see here two from tom devore uh one has a, a restraining order in Effingham County. The state's appealed that. DeVore's responded to it. Uh, That's in the Fifth Circuit Appellate Court and State Court. So that's uh, one case that Tom DeVore has in Effingham County. Another case in White County. We could get a temporary restraining order ruling anytime now. I'm not sure if it's going to happen today, or Monday, or when that's going to drop, but we could get that in the White County case. Then you have, in federal courts, the Crawford County case that started in state court that's now been moved to federal court. You have three other cases separate, the Illinois State Rifle Association's case, the Illinois Gun Rights uh, Alliance case, the National Shooting Sports Foundation case, three separate cases that the state police motion to have the uh, Crawford County case uh, be the lead case and consolidating those four cases, but what's not clear is how a... Uh, case against Naperville's gun ban that was filed back in September is going to impact the consolidation efforts state police have because that case against Naperville's gun ban this week was uh, amended to include challenging the state's gun ban. So is that case going to impact the consolidation efforts in the Southern District? We'll watch that closely as well. Uh, So I I think I've lost count. Uh, Three uh, state-level cases, including the one from McHenry County, and then um isRA um, uh, the NSSF uh Illinois gun rights Alliance and uh, the Crawford County case so that's uh yeah it's seven cases uh I expect there to be more cases filed we'll we'll uh, keep an eye on all of that for you uh two one seven six two nine seven nine seventy good morning you're on WMAY
1: um are you taking hero votes
0: we can yeah if you want to take a, if you want to make take a crack at it go ahead
1: man I'll tell you what I was watching Tucker Carlson last night. Bishop, and uh, talking about mayoral mayoral uh, candidate races, Chicago, the candidate Willie Wilson was on Tucker Carlson just lambasting uh, the current mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot.
0: What did he have to say? What was and his goal? It was
1: it was just it was perfect. He was like, you know, he will go down in history as the worst mayor ever to reside over a city of any size in the United States of America, and it, she, he was just going. Town to the point where you know I'm not a huge sucker fan, but sucker just let him speak. I was yeah. like, man,
0: this guy would make a well, hell in there. And Willie Wilson has been in uh, politics up in Chicago for a long time. He's independently successful, a businessman, I believe he dealt in uh, medical supplies and made his millions that way. Uh, he's been, um, if you recall, he, Tucker, I want- he 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 gave out uh, a couple of million dollars in free gas. Uh, Not too long ago. Tucker,
1: I don't even want a paycheck. I just want to fix my broken city, Tucker. Pay me nothing. Let me do the
0: job. All right. So I take it your hero vote goes to Willie Wilson up in Chicago. Appreciate the call. 217-629-7970. That's how you can chime in here live and local. Uh, Something else I wanted to revisit from this morning is the sheriffs that continue to speak out against the state's gun ban. State Representative Adam Niemerg held a news event yesterday with sheriffs. And uh, in particular, you've got a couple who who spoke, and uh, one of them being the uh, Crawford County Sheriff. He sounded off and uh, let his voice be heard as to why he's not going to enforce what he says is an unconstitutional law. I'm a constitutional officer. Here is the the, the Crawford uh, County Sheriff uh, yesterday during a news conference.
1: uh, I am a constitutional officer. I swore to uphold the Constitution of the United States first and foremost, and uh, that me and, and several of the other sheriffs and in the state, like most of us, um, and uh, uh, several state's attorneys, along with uh, the Crawford County state's attorney, have uh, you know um, uh, sent out these letters uh, stating that uh, uh, we feel this law that has recently passed um, is unconstitutional and how we uh, do not want to um, or how we are not going to uh, enforce uh, any of that law. And
0: then you also have uh, another sheriff that spoke. This being Brandon Francis, he is the Jasper County Sheriff. He was also joining uh, Adam Nemerg during this news conference, addressing uh, his concerns. And he was asked if he has any fear of, uh, you know, any re- retaliation for being an elected official not supporting or enforcing what he sees as an unconstitutional law.
3: I. Uh... Obviously, there's discretion in in which laws that that we enforce, uh, but a law that would be a um, violation of our constitutional rights is something that we would not enforce. I mean, that's, you know, we don't commonly see that, but in this case, it's happened. So,
0: So, uh, yeah, interesting to hear uh, again, more sheriffs. Reaffirm that they're not going to enforce what they see as an unconstitutional law. And that's like 90-plus sheriffs across the state's 102 counties that have come out explicitly saying they're not going to enforce this law. How do you go about even enforcing something like this? You can always sound off 217-629-7970. That's the phone number. And uh, we'll finish things up next here on WMAY. It is now 849. All right, final segments for the week, and you can always chime in live and local, or if you're listening online, 217-629-7970. That's the phone number. Something we didn't get to this week, the conversation around a possible change to the illinois constitution concerning income taxes illinois has a flat income tax in the state constitution and lawmakers have changed the rates but they can only change the rates for everybody it's a flat income tax but if you recall, there's been a push for years to change the state constitution from a flat income tax to an income tax with higher rates for higher earners. So the more successful you are, even as a small business, you might have to pay more if this was to be approved by voters. But back in 2020, voters rejected the progressive income tax. While well, there's apparently some rumblings to bring that back, and uh, some lawmakers at the state house having this debate as they enter a new general assembly. You had Republicans that uh, addressed this during a news conference earlier this week, and we just didn't have time to get to it, but here is uh, Senate Minority Leader John Curran talking about a resolution they're filing uh, to, to make sure that uh, the state does not have the prospect of a progressive income tax.
3: We are here today to talk about our, our, res- our firm resolution to reject the latest attempts at, the prog- at changing to a progressive income tax. A proposal by Senator Rob Martwick that we stand firmly uh, in opposition to. The results of the 2020 ballot initiative were unmistakably clear. The people have spoken. They don't want to change our Constitution to a progressive income tax. It failed in the collar counties and throughout the rest of the state, despite a $60 million campaign designed to sell this to the voters. It failed because Illinois voters are sick and tired of writing blank checks to their state government, and the government keeps coming back for more and more. Despite the proponent's plan, they see that, voters see that this will raise taxes on everyone, the middle class, and could open up the door to taxing retirement income. Illinois already has the highest tax burden in the nation and implements the highest corporate income tax rate as well. It's time to move in a new direction that does not include overtaxing the people we are supposed to be representing. The Senate Republicans are committed to listening to the people and fighting against the blatant tax increase on in Illinois families and businesses. That is why we have introduced this resolution to call on our colleagues from both sides of the aisle to reject any attempt to establish a progressive income tax for the remainder of the 103rd General Assembly.
0: So, again, that's uh, Senate Minority Leader John Curran talking about the resolution that they have, saying that uh, taxpayers are fed up. They don't want to give government a blank check. I was able to talk with State Senator Robert Martwick, who uh, is a proponent of this. However, he says there's nothing been filed yet. There is no constitutional amendment that has been filed uh, at the State House for this uh, General Assembly. But uh, here he is talking about uh, just the overall idea of um, what he says is the need for a progressive income tax in the state of Illinois.
2: I don't know how they would know that the voters wouldn't want it since nothing's been filed yet, right? Um, This is an idea. We're working on a proposal. Um, There was a lot of talk of bipartisanship. Well, bipartisanship starts with having an open mind. Um, So the idea that they would propose a resolution uh, or they would propose a resolution to oppose something that they haven't even seen yet is uh, is kind of fascinating. Look, two problems remain, and I agree with my friends on the other side of the aisle about this. We overtax the middle class, we have the highest tax burden, middle class tax burden in the country. Yep, we're number one, and we need to reduce that. Um, and the other problem is, is that we're on a pending financial catastrophe. We're on a path to a place where the state will once again have to cut funding for education, cut funding for essential services, public transportation, we'll stop investing in our roads, our bridges will crumble, because we're not paying attention to that. So this is an idea. Is it the best idea? I don't know, but it's an idea. It's a solution for those problems. What I would say is that this is my solution. What's yours?
0: So again, that's uh, State Senator Robert Martwick talking about the possibility of a proposed progressive income tax in the state of Illinois, something that would require a constitutional amendment. All right. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, What a week, another jam-packed week. And obviously, be keeping a close eye on all things that happen with the litigation around guns. So stay with me on Twitter, Bishop on Air on Twitter, also uh, posting on uh, YouTube as well uh, with some of the latest content, even stuff off air. We'll try to update you there. Bishop on air on YouTube. Have yourselves a great rest of the day. Enjoy the weekend and we'll be back here live and local from 6 to 9 Monday morning. It's 9 o'clock. From the Fly SPI studio.